Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. Suge and KB, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm-mm. Really? Mrs. Rogers? Nope. Yep. Nope. Did y'all see that movie? I didn't. I, didn't. I meant to go see it, but mm-mm. You think yeah. it's still in the movie theater? Girl, no. no. You gonna have to wait. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you late. Right. That came out before Christmas. And I really wanted to go see it. Yeah, girl, we missed it. Okay, we missed it. Anyway. Yeah. Shook, how are you? I am sleepy, but I will tell you what I'm excited about. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yes. Let me tell y'all what I'm excited about. So, Erica Badu is coming out with a shit. With a fragrance. Oh, God. Don't do that. Let her. I like this. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Guess what it smells like, though? I don't want to say broken pussy. It's not no. Her shit ain't broke. Her shit. (laughs) Did you call her broken pussy? So listen, I just started. I just started watching Insecure over again because I needed to laugh. Hilarious. I needed to laugh, so I started watching. I started to see Insecure over again from season one, episode one. So when Mm -mm. Issa got on stage, she was like, "Broken pussy." Broken pussy. No. Erica Badu is the antithesis of Molly. So, no. Her, her shit works. Ooh. Like, yeah, ooh. It's golden. It's golden. Oh, okay. So, I need to buy some of this fragrance. I'm going to bathe in it and light my sage and say my <laughs> affirmation. In it. Yes. So, Whatever she got in her vagina, I need some of her pheromones so I can attract these niggas the way that she be attracting them. Like, but I she need can't keep them. them. I don't. I didn't say I wanted to keep them. I just said I wanted to attract them. Oh shit! But listen, just, when she first shared the story, I was first judging like, nah. What's the What's the white lady who did the same thing? I'm like, she's don't making know. candles. But listen, Mm-mm. I was first like, nah. But then she made some really good points. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, let me pull a common. And a and an Andre three thousand and a yeah. DOC. Like she be pulling some. Some legit dudes. So I'm well, like, yeah, I need some them. of that. She don't want to keep them. Her and Common mm. was going to get married. And she set that free. And he been messed up ever since. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> so Walking the, around in crochet pants. The point is, I think Ooh, I don't might. do him like that. Listen. <laughs> he did have them crochet pants on. <laughs> Y'all not going to do my boo Lonnie like that. That last one. The last, do the last great hour was like water for chocolate. I don't know what happened. It was. After that. that was a long ass <laughs> time ago. Exactly. It was before Badu. It was BB before Badu. Just saying. So, what are you excited about, L? So, it has been a very long and trying week. In the weeks, only halfway over. So, I went to my happy place today. I saw Jay. Shout out to Jay at Nail Bed and Bar. And I got my nails done today. So I had my little rosé sangria. I got my nails done. She gave me a little red and pink and hearts for Valentine's Day. Let me see them. Oh, see? 
I wish I would like to get my nails done like that. I like getting my feet right. Done. They create. That's so creative. That is creative. Yes. That's really cute. Actually, you Thank need to take you. a picture of that. My my manager loves getting her nails done. She might be digging that one right there. I'll take a picture and send it to you. Hopefully, listen. I told her today that she had carte blanche because normally I go in with sort of like an idea of what I want her to do. And I said, Jay, I want you to be creative and do what you feel. And she was like, okay. She was like, I feel like doing red and pink for Valentine's Day. I was like, oh, that's great. I was like, I'm with it. So, yeah. And you have Valentine's Day um, plans? I have Galentine's Day plans. You have what? Galentine's Galentine's Day. Day with your girlfriend. Oh, I never heard of this shit. This some new shit? Oh, my God. No, girl. Where you been? Well, clearly, you must have a nigga on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. You stay for with a dude. Us, right. For those of us stay that with don't, a dude. Mm. like Suge and I, we have to make plans with our friends. <laughs> Wait a minute. I might need to get some of KB pheromones. Girl, something, child. Right. Listen. Might need her hey. to rub something on me. Hey, I got to tell them to come up after a while. Bitch, you been what there too long. <laughs> Valentine's Day plans with Shug. Oh, y'all didn't invite me along. Uh, Negro, don't do that because you told us a long time ago that you had plans uh, that weekend. No, I'm not heading to Chicago until the next day. Wait, so you go on the show? Oh, on the 15th, that's yes. Saturday. Yes. No. Oh, come on down. Yeah, we're going to go see the photograph on Friday, and we're going Is to do some shit. This gonna make me cry. No, girl. No. It's the romantic comedy with Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. All right, y'all. I might come on down. Okay. Oh, Lord. So that's my Valentine, my Galentine's down date with Suge. That's what I'm doing. Okay. You got your red lipstick on, I see. You getting ready. Yes. Well, I also was interviewed. So our Black History Month program is, actually, it was technically today okay. <laughs> by the time the episode comes out. So <laughs> they interviewed some teachers, some staff at the school who are alum of HBCUs, and they interviewed us about the HBCU experience. Mm-hmm. So since I was on Vitio today, you know, I decided to zhuzh it up a little bit. Oh, and then also Nail Ben and Bar is doing interviews with their customers for the month of February about what is love and relationships and things like that. So I let them interview me before I left. Well, we always got what love is love? Oh, what Lord. is love? Oh, Baby, don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. I love that song. No more. No more. <laughs> it is, it's Black History Month, and what we won't do is sing white people's songs on this episode. Okay? He's black. Do it, Jesus. He's black. Hathaway yes. is black. Oh. Yes, he is. Yep. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> he laying down with other people singing them songs. Okay. Oh, my hands. Okay. Now, really, move, KB? Is huh. that what we're doing? I'm just saying. Lord. So, KB, what are you excited about, madam? So, I'm excited that, let me tell y'all, I was supposed to come back from my last trip with some wonderful stories and just excitement and all these other things. But, girl, can I just say I'm so excited and so thankful that God be blocking some things for me. Amen. That I ain't supposed to have. Amen. So, girl, he was blocking that thing. All weekend, you hear me? Mm-hmm. And um, so no, I'm I'm actually excited about it because I think for me is you know you know people change, and I got to see that, and mm-hmm. so 
thank God again. I'm excited that I'm financially stable, that I can move how I need to move when I need to Amen. move. Amen. Hallelujah. And That's so, a blessing. <laughs> I ended up, you know, just switching my whole freaking plans up, yo, and got a chance to go and see my grandmother, which I just, in my spirit, I want to see her. So I went and made that happen, saw my cousins, hung out with them, you know, met some new people, had some new Ew. conversations. Ew. And it was good. And I got to see my girlfriend. I didn't get to see her new baby, but, you know, I'm going to make another trip. So it ended up being a great 24 hours for the last 24 hours. It was a crazy trip back. But I'm definitely thankful that God blocks stuff like when you don't need to have it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, if you want to go back to Jacksonville soon, I plan on going the week of my birthday. Oh, I may be joining you then. Yeah, let's go. Let's make it a trip. Nothing wrong with another trip. Yes. (laughs) So, no, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about it being Black History Month. I mean, we Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about it last week. We didn't. Yeah, so, yeah, we didn't talk about it. But, I mean, you know, and part of that is, yo, it's 365 Black, right? Amen. So, for us, it's always Black History Month and always Black History Day. But, you know, we got to give special acknowledgement when it actually comes up for everybody else in the world to know that, right? So right. I'm excited about that. I started to listen to the podcast series called 1619, mm-hmm. and that got me in a real mood today. So, I mean, I'm excited about it. I hope that we can continue this conversation. So I also want to ask you ladies, um, what y'all doing for Black History Month? Like, what are you <sighs> thinking about? So I'm excited because the National Geographic decided to do a story on the Clotilda, which is believed to be the final slave ship that came over to America, which I have personal ties to because that is how my great, great, great grandfather ended up in Alabama. And that's why my family is from Mobile. So I haven't read the articles yet, but I know they did some interviews with people in the community. And I'm just really excited about it that it's finally being acknowledged and that they actually found the ship. I believe it was last summer. So I'm still waiting to hear more about what they're going to do with it. And hopefully it'll end up in somebody's museum. That's really cool because that's, that's 16, excellent. Yeah, that's sixteen nineteen project. You got to start listening to it because they talk about that time when they stopped letting slaves come over mm-hmm. into the states. But then they had a person who they didn't call them. They called them immigration, but it was with the e, and that meant to help move people out and take send them back out. So they mm-hmm. wanted oh, wow. to like send us away. Mm-hmm. So this this series is actually really pretty cool. So that's so funny you mentioned that about the ship because I was thinking about the time period when they stopped letting ships come mm-hmm. in. And, but yep. then they were also saying, well, let's send you back away and where we don't care where you go. You're just going to leave. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So what are you doing uh, to recognize Black History Month, Miss L? So it's funny because the music teacher at my school, I guess they are studying Gullah heritage and Gullah music. And Gullah are the Geechee language, community, background, what have you, is from the coastal Carolina area and coastal Georgia. And also has a lot of ties to West African culture. And my father is from the low country, uh, the coast of South Carolina. So the teacher wanted me to sort of share my experience, my background, information about my family with his students. 
So today and yesterday, I actually went to his class and just explained a little bit about my family and how we can actually trace our lineage back to, I think, my fifth great-grandfather and the person who owned him. So the person who owned our family was William Aiken, and he was a governor of South Carolina, and he had over 700 slaves and was one of the richest men in South Carolina at that time. Um, So I shared a little history about my family and that was like really interesting. And then also what was cool is that the Gullah band Ranky Tanky just won a Grammy two weeks ago. What is a Ranky Tanky? Ranky Tanky. So that's the name of the band. But also in Gullah language, it means get funky. It's sort of a loose translation. Oh, Oh, okay. I found that out today. So that was really interesting. And then also, you know, like you've seen the meme that says, you know, I'm black every day, but during Black History Month, I'm going to be blackity black, blackity black. 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 <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like so that's going to be me. It's like that, y'all. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's what's up. So somebody who we know don't care about Black History Month. Oh, gosh. This is, can I say this whole fucking thing has been a farce? I mean, um, that's why I was like this whole impeachment thing and how everybody was getting all hyped and all that no. shit. I'm like, let him ride out the last bit of this yeah. term yeah. so we can vote his ass out because that was a waste of time and taxpayers' money. But I don't even think that's going to happen, Suge. Like, I don't think you that, don't think don't he's going to. You think he's going to win re-election? I think re-election? he's going to win. Listen, I think he is. the don't, way that wait, these stop, people... Wait, y'all got to stop putting this negative energy out in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying no, not to. No. I'm trying not to, your, KB. But your just... words have power. Power. Yes, they do. Okay, they do. so let's stop. Let's come on, guys. Let's just... Okay, but I'm by just saying, hey, look, hey, close look. your eyes real quick. Everybody, close their eyes. <laughs> Are we meditating? We're meditating for just okay. one second. And okay. listeners, you do the same damn thing. <laughs> What if they driving? Okay, just imagine your eyes are closed. And I want you to imagine that your eyes are closed and your heart is open to what God can do. Somebody been listening to Catherine. Okay, we going to manifest this thing. Amen. We are. I've been in the scripture. It's not going to win re I done been in the scripture lately. I done told y'all God blocked some dick for me. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) I just... You didn't explain it like that. I did. I did. Yeah, but you just went ahead and put it on the street. We said God and Dick in the same thing. Okay. Wait, let's close our eyes again. Let's close our eyes again. Wait. Everybody touching the green. Touching the green. Close your eyes again. Let's try this one more time. Oh, Lord. And know that God can move in such magnificent ways. Okay, we're back. Go. Okay. So I'm so as we all know by now, I'm a mess. The Senate oh. acquitted Donald J. Trump. Oh. So I'm not pleased. I don't think a lot of us are pleased, but no. But and I'm and not this surprised. Is why I te- and this is why I tell people like your local elections. Oh my god, are so important. Oh my and, god, and in a lot of instances, are much more important than voting for president. It is. Did y'all see that video by Yellow? Did y'all see that video by Yellow Pain? No. Oh, the The one that said his vote don't matter. Yes, he starts off. Watch it. Oh, I'm not gonna tell y'all. Go check the video out. It's on YouTube. Search Yellow Pain vote. My vote doesn't count. Something like that. It's amazing. At first, I was about to get pissed off, but then when y'all see the rest of it, 
It's great. Right. It, it explains okay. L what you're saying and mm-hmm. how important. If y'all want to get his ass out, and every senator that set up mm-hmm. there and did not get his ass out, get they ass out vote on the out. next. Vote them out on this vote next round. I'm telling you, that's the yeah, only way. I'm, I mean, but so, and since we're on the subject, they had the election for Elijah Cummings' seat and only 18% of the seventh district Mm. turned out. So it's like... That's ridiculous. But you know what? You know what I'm saying? But you know what? It's that dumb shit where look at the Democratic Party, what's going on in Iowa. Like, that shit that happened there last week. I mean, think about that then how many does that discourage people when you hear about the Russians and all this other stuff that does nothing but discourage people, but fuck it. It is black history. My bitch people died. Yeah. People died to do this. They sure did. Even if your shit don't count, bitch, go do it anyway. I'm sick of hearing that shit. In honor of them. I go to work and do my best every day because I think about the people that died so that I can do what I'm doing today. Right. Fuck out of here. Exactly. Oh, I get pissed off. Go ahead. I know. So speaking of... Wait, uh, wait. Being, can we get a shout out to Nancy Pelosi, though? Yes, yeah. for ripping up that speech. Bitch. Yes, we can. Bitch. Nancy Pelosi is the GOAT. I don't know what nobody says. Yo. She gets no fucks No fucks. She sh- tried to shake old bu- bullshit her hand. He didn't want to shake it. And like people... And this is why I understand. But no, like, this but is she, why I hate she, wait, sexism. But look, she tried to shake that hand. That motherfucker looked at her and went the other way. She That's took what them, I'm saying. She took them damn papers. They said that shit wasn't even playing. So she must have just got that goddamn piss and just started ripping shit because the shit he was talking about, by healthcare, he is not even trying to do that. So just up there lying as he has been lying. Right. But listen, but this just goes into the double standard that this country has against women. Because this man has been in office for damn near four years and has been fucking shit up. Fucking it up. And nobody wants to acknowledge him and his transgressions. None. But Nancy Pelosi does one thing and oh, these I, motherfuckers are up in arms. I thought we was happy about it. They, we mad? No, we, no, we are. But, you know, a lot of people are upset about what she did. Oh, but they're not upset that he didn't even want to shake her hand? Thank that you. Part. They don't talk about that. And mm-hmm. this also goes into what we're going to talk about with Jennifer Lopez and Shakira's performance during the Super Bowl and even our conversation about what people expect from women and black women in particular. But it's like we don't hold men to the same fucking standard. Mm. And I have I personally have a problem with that. I can see that. I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about but I, this. But you know what? Again, Nancy gets the fucking white She's woman of the year award. Okay. Nancy, but Nancy Pelosi been the goat for real. But this is for the white women. I, yes. I, but I appreciate her. Yes, I do. Yes. So also another person that we and it took me a long time to like Gabrielle Union. Can I say uh, that? That's just so epic for me. No, that's no. Really let's, yeah, because she 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 was admittedly a bitch. Yeah, calmed down a lot. She has admittedly a but, bitch and possibly you know not waiting until some other shit closed off before she thank got you. In. Thank I mean, you. And then try I'm sorry. to blame. I'm a, I'm a, I'm no, a, call a thing a yeah. thing, beloved. Yeah. Call it, because I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> beloved. Because also, she tried to say that her dating Dwayne while he was still married stalled her career. And she was like, their marriage was over. Girl, you as wait long that shit as the done. ink was not dry, exactly. I their just, marriage was not over. I just told my friend who is separated. I said, mm-hmm. finish 
your your divorce mm-hmm. up before yeah. you get because you know talking about oh he has a new you know friend nope. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, finish this up. Just listen right. to what I say because that shit is not going to be blessed. Like sure finish ain't. this shit up and then move to that. Yeah, right. Tell her you pausing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Because that energy you get from that shit, you don't want it. You don't, you sure don't. want it. Even if y'all are, se- I, I understand you're separate. I get it. Finish that shit separate off. Separate ain't divorced though. Separate Thank is you. not divorced. Finish that mm-hmm. shit off and then move to the next thing. So right. yes, but go Something ahead with that. But that actually, Gabby and Dwayne's marriage is not what we're talking about. We talking about <laughs> when I phone sorry. sorry. So we were very passionate about that. However, Terry Crews and his comments about Gabrielle Union leaving. Damn, what's the name of that show? I don't even remember. America's Got Talent. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Shug. So essentially, when he was interviewed on Good Morning America, he was saying how he really wasn't going to comment. His wife told him not to say anything. But then he ended up saying something on Good Morning America. But also what he said was not in support of Gabrielle Union, which a lot of people have issue with because when Terry Crews came out about his sexual assault, guess who his biggest supporter was? Black women. Gabri- no, 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 no. Gabrielle, no. Gabrielle Union. fucking Union. Oh, that's and right. She did speak shoe- out in front. Yes. Yeah. And when the shoe was on the other foot, this nigga just... Threw her under the bus An- all the way. Another expectation way caused another expectation of black women to us support our black men. Yeah. But Absolutely. bitch, we can't find them sometimes. But you know what? I still love the black man. I'm gonna exactly. be honest. Okay, go too. ahead. We loyal so, to a fucking fault, but go. Right. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. thing is, it's like, and, the, and what he should have said, what would have been super classy, is if he had said no comment. Mm. Right. And just if you let got it go. nice to say, don't say shit. And he, right. And he tried <laughs> to put it on his wife talking about, oh, she told me not to say anything. The nigga don't say well, nothing. Shut up. Right, don't say nothing. Just say, I have no comment Mm-mm-mm. and let it go. So I was just like, Terry Crews, I used to have respect for you, but now I don't. Trash. You suck. You're thrown away, canceled. Exactly. Bye. So in getting ready for Valentine's Day this coming week, I'll be on it with the programming. Okay. <laughs> so I'm excited to see Cherish the Day. Have you all seen the commercials for that? I don't even know what you're I talking about. I finally saw, no, I oh finally saw it, I want to say a couple of days ago. So, yes. yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yes. it, it's basically. Is this about Sade? No, girl. Oh, <laughs> it's named after <laughs> But it's basically about this couple, they're dating, and they're from two different, like, walks of life. Yes. yes. So I think the guy comes from a more affluent background and the girl comes from a more rough side of the tracks and mm-hmm. they have to kind of overcome other people's judgments and expectations in order for them to find their happiness. Yes. And Ava DuVernay is producing it. And she was saying essentially... It's going to be awesome. Yes. And she was saying essentially their vision is to do a different love story for every season. Oh. So, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited. Like the commercials have me like ready to go. So I'm ready to see it. You're like that hopeless romantic. You and I am. You are. You're so like I admire that. Oh, thanks, KB. Yeah, because I'm jaded as shit. Bitch, I don't know. I was what like, I am. life is 
Even though love has kicked me in the ass and been I still in believe relationships, in it too. Yeah. I do too. You just I'm very like, giddy about it, though. I'm just kind of yeah, like punching your stomach and let's keep it moving. Mm. But listen, I wasn't always like this. When in high school, I hated Love Jones when everybody else loved it. I was Wait, like, I don't what? Love Jones? No, we're taking your black card. I oh. didn't like Love Jones. I hated oh. love. I hated love songs. Hated them. Don't give me no oh. slow song. Don't give me no ballad. I don't want that shit. Where is Pop Master Pussy? Yes, <laughs> not Pop That Pussy. I was like, where's Master Uncle P? Luke. Where's Outcast? Right. No. Where's Luke? Wait. Where's Tupac? Have you seen the clipping of Trick Daddy at the Super Bowl On weekend? Space. And he was like, he was like, I was like, I don't know what the hell he was doing, but he needed to stop. It. He did. He just need stop. to sit down somewhere. That shit was hilarious. Super Bowl weekend. Jesus, I was like, right. see, I would have wanted to see that show there. Cause right. he did oh, that with that stomach. Big. <laughs> but you know who I think did a really good job during the Super Bowl was J Lo and Shakira. Yes, Shakira. Yes, Shakira. <laughs> so KB, you ain't watch, you ain't have nothing to do. Nope. That's fine. Suge, did you see you I didn't, didn't see the whole I didn't performance? Watch- I didn't watch any of I've seen clips and articles on the internet, but I didn't watch nothing. The actual performance. So I caught, I watched the whole performance yesterday and I think that they did a great job. And I actually, I was talking to a friend about this earlier, how I think like, yes, JLo did great. She climbed that pole. She's 50 years old. You know, she's a dancer, but Shakira is a fucking performer. She's a beast. That girl can dance. She can Her sing. ass off. She's yes. amazing. And she, I also enjoyed the fact that her backup dancers were very culturally oh, diverse. Yes, I saw the and black girl. Yeah, she had Afro-Colombians. What's she going to the- have? We made this mean? shit as far as dancing. Are you serious? Oh, Lord. Okay, so sorry. The point but is, you know though, what? KB, is that not everyone acknowledges the Afro mm-hmm. influence in yeah, their culture. Who, because who, especially who has the largest genre right now with music? Who, do, who what, runs rap music? People? Rap. Okay. So she has to acknowledge it. Uh, not necessarily. Rap music, though. But here's the thing. So, Black like, people, if you period. Look- we, our music does the best right now. We are the culture. We set the, the stage for everybody else. Right. I know there was a lot of conversation to- about it being so Hispanic, you know, during this Super Bowl, but I ain't really had no problem with that. I mean, it Me is Miami. Me either. Can I say that? Like, these people I mean, they were up th- in But arms. they could have they threw in, like, what's the boy name that did Pitbull? the song with? Nah, I'm sick of him. What's um, the guy that did the song with? Khaled? Did you say Khaled? Cal- DJ Khaled? No. Thank you. You said it better this time. Okay. No, I'm talking about old guy. I mean, he's not old. From Murder, Murder Inc. I mean, from, yeah. Who, ja Rule? Thank ja you. No. Because he has a ja- song with J-Lo. Like, you could have threw on a black person. Right. Right. But no, we're not, we're not doing no black people until they get their shit together, <laughs> according to Jay-Z. What? Wait, what? That's no what black saying? people. No black people. No, but I don't see any black artists performing at the Super Bowl until... Oh, them Negroes would have did it, just like they watching football. They would have did it. But... They would have had the whole cast of love. No, they would have had the whole cast of love and hip hop because they need exposure. They would have been out there. 
They sure would have. Trick and Trina, Trick would have been people. pumping his booty, I mean his stomach, <laughs> out there if they had ass. No, they I didn't ask. Trick, I think Trick scares white people, though. So oh, yeah, you can't put Trick on no Super Bowl that. stage. Like, that's just right. not going right. to work. No. But also, I'm just floored by, and you know, I'm I, I not hate. Can I just say I hate Flo Rida? Can I just say that? You can. All right, I, I forgot about him. Girl, I did He's too. so crossed over. I can't even with him, but go ahead. So I think a lot of people were upset because Shakira and J-Lo, one, do not have ties. And I'll, you know, put that word in quotes to Miami. And right. they're upset because they feel like their performance makes it seem like there are no black people in Miami. I well, did not get that from the performance, number one. And then number two, I'm also, I also was a little floored because I was like, when has a Super Bowl performer ever had something to do with, with the city, city where it's performed? Like I when print, when the last the last time the Super Bowl was in Miami, Prince performed. Prince performed. Yeah. What the fuck does Prince have to do with Miami? Not a goddamn thing. No, I think weren't saying nothing. I think this happened because of Atlanta. You gotta remember. They were like big boy, but they had big boy. They brought big boy out there. Right. Right. So I think for some reason, people start thinking you need to have somebody from the hometown. But I think this is some new to. shit. This is some new shit. The but other thing ridiculous. is, <laughs> the other thing is like for Miami. Yeah, that shit is little, little Mexico, not Mexico, but little Puerto Havana. Rico. It's very it Port, it's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican and Cuban. And Cuban. Yeah, so, it's little they it's little Havana. Absolutely. Yeah. So the thing is, that is true. Cause I remember my first trip to Miami. I mean, you know, this is younger. I was probably in college, but my first trip to Miami and I stopped at a pizza hut and bitch, nobody can't speak English. Bitch, I thought I had to left the country. So can I say something about that? This is gonna sound really racist. Oh, and my daddy. You think I sounded racist? No, no, oh. not you. What I'm about to say, and my daddy is not racist. So you I can't be racist to- no way, so I believe you go. I can't. So we traveled to Miami the summer before my sophomore year at FAM because I won a scholarship. And they sort of put us up for the weekend to do like an orientation, all that good stuff. And my dad took me. So, you know, we went to Miami. I had a great time. I saw some friends from, you know, undergrad, whatever, whatever. So we're driving back to Jacksonville. We stop in Orlando. My dad stops at the gas station and the man is like, oh, like, you know, making small talk with my dad. And my dad was like, oh, it's good to be back in America. And the guy was like, oh, where did you all come back from? Puerto Rico? And my dad was like, no, Miami. I know I wasn't supposed to laugh. Like, I know I wasn't supposed to laugh just Girl, now, but I just listen, couldn't help it. That man is I, hilarious. I thought I was in another country too, though. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But the thing is, and here's a great point. Like, this was another thing. So, of course, I don't support the NFL and I don't watch. So, of course, I was not watching this. However, I did watch local news stories about, like you were saying, the demographics of Miami, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that they were bringing up is that the stadium is located in what they call Miami Gardens, a.k.a. Yes. Carroll City. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, one of those things about Carroll City is that, you know, and I didn't realize I was just kind of reading a lot around about this whole topic where they talk about the taxes that happen with people who are doing the Super Bowl, how the taxpayers, you know, kind of taking a lot of those costs. And the NFL does give a donation. Uh, but overall, it sounds like it's not really worth it for the people that live in the city right. to host a, a Super Bowl. So there was a lot of conversation about how much Miami Gardens missed out. And because of where they are, 
people generally come, they're going to go to South Beach and other areas. Mm-hmm. And that's where they were hosting. The touristy areas. The touristy areas. Right. That's where they were actually hosting all the main events. So if that city really wanted to bring some, you know, improvements to that area because that's where the stadium is, they should have hosted NFL events in that particular area. So there was a huge loss with regards to what Miami Gardens could have had. And I blame that on the the officials there, like the commissioner of the city, you know, doing all these interviews. Sir, how do you kind of promote this and help your your area get more funding? And so they did get a donation from the NFL for $850,000 because they have a project that they're trying to get where they want to renovate two of their parks that's estimated to cost them $3 million. But when I saw how much the NFL was expected to generate as a revenue, they're expected to generate $500 million just from this game. And they gave a measly $850,000. So are we surprised? No, No. but I mean, the unspoken thing that we're not mentioning is what Miami Gardens is what considered the hood. And it, well, they are classified. Well, Carroll City. Carroll City. Well, yeah, Carol Carol City. But they said it is predominantly black. It's middle class mm-hmm. black. So that's but, the thing. But exactly. That's it's black. Why? Yes. Exactly. Yes. So I'm not surprised that they're giving them peanuts because it's just like, all right, here you go. And yeah, they talk you. about the spike in business. Yeah, you have this short spike, but it's not like a long. And if your taxes go up, and I just found out, I didn't know this, but Tampa is going to be hosting the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. And I know the taxes in Tampa, they're like 8.5% right now. That's it's some mean. ridiculous shit. And it's like, you know, they're preparing. Again, improvements are normally done when they vote for these cities. And, you know, I guess this is the first time Miami is hosted in like 10 years. They've been on a hiatus mm-hmm. for 10 years or something like that. But right. they are the city that has hosted it the most mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. thing is like the city normally gets a lot of improvements because they're trying to vie for that position. How did Miami Gardens benefit? Because Miami Gardens, if they had two parks that they wanted to renovate, why weren't those two parks renovated when they were trying to get this particular Super Bowl back there? Right. But But I think that goes to show what officials think is important. Mm -hmm. And maybe they, right. And I think that they probably thought, oh, if the Super Bowl is coming back here, they're going to give us the money and this revenue to make these improvements. So it's really on the officials to figure out where that income is going to come from. Yeah. And how divvied up across the city. But that's what I'm saying. You place some of the events in that area because people leave the stadium. They say even on game day, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing. They don't Mm -hmm. put their money in a lot of the small businesses in the area. Yeah. Some of those small businesses did get some money, but a lot of times people lit, lit, leave the area and they're going to go to Miami yeah. Beach. They're going to they go to other parts are. of Miami. So that's the other thing I just thought was crazy. Now, wait, y'all. I don't know if y'all saw this story. I'm sorry. We're going to oh, get Lord. slightly ratchet real quick. So quality control. Evidently, they throw this annual stripper bowl like during Super Bowl weekend. Like for the strippers? Yes, girl. They bring strippers out. And evidently the strippers got got this year. Like oh. I saw pictures of how much money was thrown all over the floor. You, you know some people that went floor. to the stripper bowl? What kind of friends you got? No, 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 no. Pictures on social media. Oh. Okay. And so <laughs> I saw Linda, I was just trying to find some things out because I might trying need to, to do, I might know I might need to shake a little, twerk a little something. Hey, so sometimes we gotta do that. 
that part. But no, they, um, yeah, so they were saying that, I saw one article said that they had to pay a $350 entrance, but then another article said $100 to dance, and then they still had to pay for their flight and hotel on their own. And then they couldn't touch any of the money. They couldn't get naked. Now, y'all done been in Miami strip club. Wait before. a minute. No. No, they couldn't get like, naked. So what? what? Were they in Miami proper? <laughs> did you, did you just say Miami proper? Yes, I mean like the actual city yes, of Miami, it was in and Miami. not Miami Gardens, not Fort Lauderdale. I mean, wait, not now. Hialeah. That's what I mean. Oh, I don't know about that now. Wait, they just That's, said they was in Miami. Okay, well so I don't you, know. Well, we all know that when you get to certain areas and certain cities, right, you may end up in the certain, suburbs, mm-hmm. right? You know, I the suburbs. I'm thinking this was about trying to control for like issues, right? Because you know how sometimes guys can get a little out of control. Yeah, it was so many people there. And it was so much money on the ground. The girls could, were told not to touch so who, any of the money. So who took the money? They had the security. And security was trying to handle God. They had one dude on his Instagram or whatever it was, Twitter. He's showing how he done stole some of the money. Like the <gasps> guys there were stealing some of the money from the strippers. And mm. so it was just seemed like it was crazy, out of control, not organized very well. And then the girls got paid $1,100 to dance. <laughs> For oh, however no, many ma'am. hours. Mm-mm, like they said, mm-mm. whatever minute. If King of Diamonds were still open, that wouldn't have happened. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, King of Diamonds. Yes, that yes. was the strip club. That was the strip Just like Magic City is the Every, strip club in yes. Atlanta. That King was of Diamonds the was the club in Miami. And that freaking manager didn't pay the goddamn rent for like a year. But you know what? I'm trying to figure out who put that on because when they had the Super yeah. Bowl in Atlanta, them girls made over a hundred thousand a piece. Well, that's what they were saying. They said, but they said they made money, boo. No, but one girl said that the eleven hundred dollars she got paid, she made three times that the night before for dancing for two hours. That's what I'm and they saying. Had to dance for, they, they had to dance. They had to dance. Wait, listen. They had to dance for over fifteen hours. So, 15 hours? Yeah, so they said it equated to about $50 an hour, which they said is nothing for them. So right. I don't know. They had to sign a contract. Like, it was a lot of bullshit. But here's the thing, y'all. They're going to do this shit next year. I just want to put this out here. Because we don't learn, and we do the same shit over and over again. So this mm-hmm. is an annual event. It sounds like this is the first time it had this many problems, I'm assuming. But the problem is that these hoes going to be there next year well, in Tampa. Tampa Bay. They're going to be there for next no year. $1,100. I hope not. Watch them. They okay. had pictures of them in the airport. Can't get home and shit. Looking And, and, and wait, in this Black like History Chuck. Month. In this, in this Black History Month. I just want to put that out there. I was so I damn embarrassed. Go ahead. Anyway. Right. So I think that story is the perfect example of how Black women can go from the office pet to the office threat. Because the strippers were perfect and fine while they shaking and twerking a little something. But when they tried to get their coinage, then it's a problem. <laughs> so did you all have a chance to read this article that was in Zora magazine by Erica Stallings, where she talks about when black women go from office pet to office threat? Yeah. <laughs> so have you all ever felt that way or been in a situation where like when you first get hired, it's like paradise and your supervisor loves you they think that you're great but then as time goes on they begin to dislike you 
I've Has seen, that ever happened before? Yeah, I've, I've seen it from the standpoint of I wasn't falling in line like they wanted me to, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the example yep. I have is that when I was in one position, I had a lot more leeway because I kind of worked independently. I was working from home. Um, I can, you know, work the job how I wanted to work it and execute and really had that autonomy to do that. When I move into another position, now I have more eyes on me and I have to walk this line because now you want things done a certain way. Even though you like the results that I had out when I was working on my own, you're not trusting me because I'm the youngest person in the office in my Mm -hmm. department. You're not, and shit, the youngest black person. So you're not trusting me to be like, I know she can handle this because I've seen what she did on her own. Yes, the environment is different. Yes, there are going to be some more things that are going to come into play that did not come into play in my other position. I realized that. But yeah, I think for me, it was more of, I need you to do it this way because this is the way it needs to be done. And I'm going to tear you down until you go and get in line the way I want you to get in line. And then also for me, it's been now that you hit one mark, oh, you need to learn to do this. Once you learn to do that one thing, then I'm going to add this on. You can't move to the next level because you haven't mastered this. And then you master that. Then it's like, well, no, I also need you to do this. So it was like kept moving that marker further and further out. Mm -hmm. That's what it's been for me. And that's why I think that episode we did called Coach Me was so important because how do I now not sit and complain in my current situation? And like this article, how she started making moves after a year to find a new job. Sometimes you got to leave that situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like sometimes Absolutely. you do. And I think that's what I got out of that article was really about, okay, if you come up, sometimes you can fight it, but then sometimes you may need to leave and go and do something else. And it may be with the same company. Maybe it's going into a different department, you know? Right. And then for me, I love my company. I think the company is great, mm-hmm. but it might be that now I need to go and t- you know, try to navigate and go into a different area. So I, mm-hmm. that was my thoughts on the article though. All right. What about you, Shug? So example of office pet to office threat. So my experience was a little bit different. I have a couple of stories that I could tell, but I'll tell this one. I had a new manager come in. She was a black lady. And I think, how do I want to say this? She was like super militant. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't very like secretive with her agenda. So her whole thing was, was, you know, this department's too white. I'm about to black it up in here and tell people to stay in their lane. So she was being like the whole stereotypical angry black woman coming Mm -hmm. in. And the environment that we were in, the city that we were in was very white. A lot of, well, actually, other than me and her, everybody else in the department was white. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was already kind of, you know, they were already looking at her some kind of way. She had, she had what? So I had, I had a baby fro at the time and she had dreadlocks. So I already felt out of place because I, one, I was black. I was the youngest person and, you know, I had natural hair. And you know how sometimes you could tell people are mm-hmm. looking at you and they're kind of sizing you up so Mm -hmm. I felt that but I felt relieved when she first came along because I was like yes you know somebody else who understands or if you know if I'm having an issue I could go to her 
But then very quickly, I realized me being associated with her alienated me from everybody else in the group because it was very, oh, well, you know, she likes because she's black. Mm. And it was like, I'm, I'm trying to prove myself already in this environment. And then it's just like, yeah, you know, we're not going to, to deal with her. We're not going to help her because, you know, the manager likes her and, you know, it's because they're black. So I'm like... But nobody says nothing about them helping each other out all the time. Right. Right. So, I mean, I get where she was coming from, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, if you have this agenda of I'm bringing in my own staff and my own people, because people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. But there's a different way that black women have to navigate in the world. It right? is, but I don't think it don't mean that we can't help each other out. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, but it's not like I can't, you can't just go in there and be like, I'm going to fire all the white people no, and bring in black no. people. And, and that's, no. how she, that's how she was coming off. Oh, mm, I kind of like her. Good. I kind of like her. <laughs> Sorry. That's not really... I mean, it's not. You don't do that because you need to make sure their skill set really is going to be able to execute the job. Like, you can't just be giving jobs to black people because... It, and that's go for any race. Like, right. clearly. The, listen, I was standing around... On the, what was that? Yesterday. And I, like, a couple of colleagues walked up. They're not in my department, but, you know, we all talk amongst each other. And they were all Asian. I said, here I go. Oh, Y'all are getting plentiful around here. Oh, my God. You said that out loud? I mean, we be joking. So, you know, they, like, laugh. Oh, they was okay. like, the girl was like, I kinda, I'm okay with it. I was like, yeah, I'm okay with it, too, actually, you know? And we, because, I mean, you got to think about you're a minority. So, if one minority right. is winning, yo, I'm happy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I had no, no problem with it because your skill set still needs to match. And I think that's the right. important part, right? You can't just be hiring people and they ain't got it together. Like, you can't do that. And I think that will be a big setup for failure. But I've always said, I feel like other races can help us more than our own race when it comes Mm -hmm. to positions like this. Because of that, what you just said, Shug, people will look at you and watch who you're hiring. Now, nobody Mm -hmm. cares who the current VP is hiring. He can hire a whole bunch of people that look just like him. No one Mm -hmm. will say anything. But mm-hmm. you let somebody of color get in there and they start hiring another color that looks like them. And then people are starting to look. Right. right. Absolutely. My point is that we're expected to play ball their way. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that even like other expectations that other people put on us as women and as black women in particular, but even the expectations that we put on ourselves and it's not yeah. always fair. It's you know, not. are we being fair to ourselves and the the demands that we put on us, like to be great, to be successful, to do all of these things? It's hard. It I'm is. But do we have a choice? I think you have a choice, but I think, and you know, a lot I, of what we go through yeah. is it it relates back to slavery. Yeah. You know, because we. We held the family together when they were tearing our men apart from us, ripping mm-hmm. our babies out of our arms. So it's just kind of we it did was, what we had to right. do in order to survive. And that's passed down to, you know, present day yeah. where people look at black women as you know, like we're killing it. Let's be honest. We're out earning men. We earn most of the degrees like we're owning businesses. So we're doing really well from ourselves and people see that 
and they think that, oh, you know, we're just a workhorse. So I believe what was, I saw an article earlier today where Joe Biden was talking about if he ran, he would want Michelle Obama to run with him. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, no, she's mm-hmm. living her best life. Mm-hmm. She's not going to save you. Because he need to be saved, though. He need to be saved at this point. Right. Because I'm like, although you would hold the title of president, Michelle would be the one doing the heavy lifting. She sure would would be the one who would get you the vote. People aren't but people wouldn't be voting for Joe. People would be voting for Michelle. And I think that that's very unfair because, you know, she's worked her ass off. She has all of these accolades and she deserves it. But yet and still, you want to profit off of the hard work that she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She needs and a that's, break. Right. And that's the story of Black women in America. People know that we deliver results and they want to take advantage of that. I agree with that. But I think one thing is, and I asked that question, do we have a choice? I think our choice lies in how we cope with it and how yes. we handle it. I think that's right. where the key is. The challenges and the trials are going to come. They've been coming since fucking 1619. Shit. Before then. Before then, but bitch, we was kings and queens at least. But anyway. Yes, we were. And we're still kings and queens today. Let me just say that. But anyway, so we've had these challenges that haven't stopped and will not stop. It's a part of being a Christian is that you're going to come under attack. I think where we got to figure out is how do we cope with those things? I think mm-hmm. that's where our detriment, I think we take too much stuff on and we don't know we how do. to handle it. We don't know how to cope with it. We don't have coping mechanisms that help us to deal with those issues. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel like we need to focus. Saying that you're going to eliminate problems is a damn, like, that's just waste you of lying time. To you lying to yourself. You're doing like this whole impeachment process. You're doing all of that shit, right? <laughs> but... I, I think it's in real. how it is, but I think it's like how do you how do you deal with it? How do we start talking about mental health? How do we start talking about going to see a therapist? How do we start talking about having time and making time for ourselves, fitting it in, getting sleep, all those kind of things. I think those are the things that we should really put our energy in and trying to figure out. So I know for me, like you bring up a really good point, KB, about self-care and mental health. So like I guess now, maybe like a year and a half ago, like I decided on my own to start seeing a therapist and not because things are wrong in my life, but because things are actually going right. And I wanted to make sure that I was handling things appropriately. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about this before, like my therapist, you know, discharged me. And then after that, you know, I went and saw our friend Catherine got my chakras realigned and and everything. And honestly, I just feel really at peace right now. You are a mess. I Um, love her. And I feel like she is. She does. But I also feel like between Catherine and my therapist, I have been given the tools on how to handle things appropriately. Mm -hmm. And like shit that would bother me and get on my nerves before. Doesn't even faze you. It doesn't faze me anymore. You know? And, And I still feel that pressure especially at work like it's dealing with these children girl but even not the children but even the adults and like sometimes I think our main thing is is that we don't mind doing the work I think it's just that we want to be appreciated and not yeah. everyone appreciates what we do let me tell you something I don't even know about appreciation bitch just have my money right like for me I don't even mm. need like the certificates and shit bitch to have my money right when it's time 
Like for me. Yeah. But I'm not I, even I talking about a certificate, that. but even like a thank you, I appreciate well, I don't need you to acknowledge the work no. that I'm doing. Yeah, I like I to feel valued. You know how yes. you know how I know you value me? Giving me the promotion that I deserve and I've earned and having my money correct. Yeah, well, I mean, it takes us a while to get there because what I think the metric right now is that black women earn 60 cents for every dollar that a white man earns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, which I know is less than a white woman. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. And I mean, these things matter, but that's the way racism works. Like it's a whole system at play to keep us behind the curve. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you want to show me how you appreciate me. It's not about handing me nothing. I've worked for this stuff. Like, I'm right. not out here shamming. I'm out here doing the work. So just just show up and show out when it's time. Mm-hmm. Right. That's but it. again, also, you know, that makes me mad because like I told y'all last year, I got like a very significant pay bump out of nowhere. So that was all God. But if you sit down and think about it. So if I'm getting paid now what I should be, quote unquote, getting paid. Mm-hmm. And I'm still thinking about this. If I'm making 60 cents for every dollar that, you know, my white counterparts are making, then that means that I'm still not making what I should be making. That mm-hmm. part. Yeah. So it's like, great. Like you're paying me what I should be getting paid, but I'm still behind. So that means that Am I ever going to catch up? And those are things Mm -hmm. that, you know, that you think about. And it's just like. I think because the world is mixing so much that you will catch up eventually. You're going to be old as shit, but it will happen. Only (laughs) old as shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. Not the right way to say that. That's real. But because the the world is going to be the world is going to literally look so much different. Like mm-hmm. in the next right. 20 years. Year, right. But again, 20 years of earnings, that's a lot of freaking money. No, let me just tell y'all something. I, you know, I left my last job and came on board to my current company. And I just met with a financial planner who we're going to have him on. I left my 401k just sitting in with my oh, own, you know, and it was a yeah. government. Mm-hmm. And I evidently was in a G fund, which is like the most stable most you know it's the safest but it doesn't earn a lot of interest so when you talk about the earnings that i've lost over this last six years of sitting my money up and not really getting what i probably could have gotten because i'm younger you can play in the market a little bit more right girl we done lost a whole bunch of damn money just not knowing no better so anyway i'm sorry i just had to bring that up no, it's not. Yeah, wrong. but I actually need, need to learn how to invest. We we, need to right. We're going to have him on. Well, we're going to yeah. talk about that. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's a, a big part of it, too. Like, there are also things in place to keep us ignorant. Yeah. And, and at bay, because I think the expectation for the mm-hmm. woman, right, is to be underneath the man, which is not a problem. Right. We talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit in the last episode. Not a, necessarily a problem, but then let's. He needs uh, to be a leader. He does need to be a leader. And that that desire for us to step in and kind of take over. So I think those expectations, a lot of those, I think we do put on ourselves. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Because of what we think will happen. Like y'all said, it, it comes from a lot from slavery, too. If we, yes. if we saw that man getting beat, you know, our ancestors, right. then we had to step up and, and kind of take the family. I mean, right. what do you, that's what we've been bred to do from now on. Right. right. So I just thought that article was interesting because, yeah, I do think that people get threatened by our ability to come in and just execute and demand and command and really put forth results. Right. 
True story. Because we ain't been able to have the luxury of just being mediocre. Like we ain't had the luxury. No. So y'all talking about we have to be you know, great. do we have to, you know, work this hard or not, bitch? What else we we that's all we know. Right. That's it. We gotta put and in then, the work. <laughs> also, you know, we're the offspring of the the survivors. Yeah. So yes. you know, so that's that's part of our DNA as well. Yeah. That's so great. So. Oh, that's a great way to say that, Suge. Yeah. We're the descendants of the survivors. I love yep. it. So for our Dope, Gifted, and Black segment, we are shouting out three Black women who took home top directing awards at the Sundance Film Festival. And they are Rada Blank, Garrett Bradley, and Mamuna Dukere. So congrats to them for winning some of the top jury prizes at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival. I actually want to go one year. Y'all want to go? I See told y'all I want to go to the Black Film Festival. That's where oh, yeah, I want to go. I do too. Yeah. Wait, when is it? It's normally know. in May. Oh, really? Yes. Because I kind of want to go to, what is it, Jazz in the Garden? Yes. Yes, it's going to be good this year. That lineup fire. That's in March. March Ooh. what? Wait. Right. Let's look let's look at the count. If I okay, get my wait. taxes on. <laughs> let's let the listeners go. We got to let the listeners go. <laughs> Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Noir Files. Bye!